You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Bellotto, joined as always by Chris Flum to preview the second matchup between the New York football giants and the Dallas Cowboys in the first matchup up at MetLife Stadium. Monday Night Football Week 3, the Giants fell to the Cowboys 23-16. to Daniel Jones had a chance to tie the football game up at the end of the game, ended up throwing an interception, but David Sills kind of slipped out of his break on a dig route. Trayvon Diggs ends up picking it off. Wasn't necessarily Daniel Jones' fault for that specific play, but the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys then was Cooper Rush with Dak Prescott injured. And Cooper Rush finished with 215 yards, a touchdown, could have had another huge touchdown pass to C.D. Lamb that was dropped. So Cooper Rush played well, Chris, but Dak Prescott's a different animal, am I right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Cooper Rush is a backup for a reason, and Dak Prescott is the Cowboys franchise quarterback for a reason. And now, I, I do feel you, you left something kind of important out, and that's uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all of our listeners. <laughs> ah, yes. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, you're eating turkey or you're eating whatever kind of Thanksgiving dish that you eat. Sorry, I'm focused on this Giants matchup for whatever reason, because it's it's looking a little bleak heading into this Dallas Cowboys affair. I think it's fair to say that much. Would you agree, Chris? Uh, yeah, this, I'm not going to say the Giants can't win this game, but they definitely have an uphill battle in front of them. And to circle back to where we were going, a lot of that is because of the return of Dak Prescott. Uh, this will be his uh, fifth game back from injury, injured himself. He was injured on the first game of the season. And the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys actually did surprisingly well with Cooper Rush as their starting quarterback. But the return of Prescott has allowed them to really change their offense and play the type of offense they want to play down there. You know, with Cooper Rush, a lot of it was a very methodical, conservative brand of offense where Kellen Moore did whatever he had to do to not turn the ball over, not put Rush in a position where there was too much on his plate, and just kind of keep grinding out drives and scoring points whenever they could. With Dak back, they're able to be much more aggressive and much more efficient in both their passing game and their run game. And their run game, too, is something that we'll discuss here in a little bit, but you're right about the efficiency of this passing attack led by Dak Prescott. And what I hope, I hope this game's competitive and you know, anything can happen in the NFC East. It's just the giants are pretty beat up 
heading into this game, specifically in the secondary. And that's something that I, I think the Dallas Cowboys will look to exploit. The lack of Xavier McKinney because he's out with the hand injury is going to result in Julian Love playing more snaps, Dane Belton playing more snaps. Julian Love, I'm fine with playing those snaps, but his role is much different now that Xavier McKinney is not out there. And I think the return of a player like Michael Gallup could be something that really comes out and is is good for the Dallas Cowboys in this game with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup going up against hopefully Fabian Moreau and hopefully I don't even know who else at this point because Dory Jackson is unfortunately injured. Yeah, if Fabian Moreau isn't able to go, then the Giants cornerbacks are going to be Cordell Flott, Nick McLeod, and Darnay Holmes. They'll be going up against CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Noah Brown out there. With Dallas also having the options of getting the ball to tight end Dalton Schultz and uh, probably running back Tony Pollard, who's, again, another guy we need to talk about. This is a really, really bad matchup for the Giants. The injuries they have had between Xavier McKinney with the ATV accident and then Adoree Jackson getting hurt, returning a punt. Uh, Fabian Moreau getting hurt in that Lions game. This is almost kind of a perfect storm of potentially terrible for the Giants. It is. And this is also a team in the Dallas Cowboys who like to run 12 personnel. Even with Michael Gallup back, they ran 23 plays of 12 personnel last week against Minnesota. Now, they were running the football a lot in that game because they established a 40-3 to lead over Minnesota, but you're going to see some of these other tight ends out there, Peyton Hendershot, the Jake Fergusons of the world, and they're pretty effective even though those are young players. But I bring up 12 personnel specifically because when the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys played back in week three, I feel like the Cowboys and Kellen Moore really established one of the biggest vulnerabilities with this Giants defense that we kind of have seen throughout the entire season. I feel like every offensive coordinator has sort of piggybacked off what Kellen Moore did. And that was just running laterally, specifically with power gap type of concepts, get that play side tackle out into space to kick out the cornerback and then have some sort of lead blocking element counter type of runs. And if you go back to week three, Dallas Cowboys used a lot of reduced splits with tight ends and wide receivers blocking down on the end man on the line of scrimmage, climbing up to the strong side linebacker, the Sam, and then just basically putting the Giants into a position where they had to stop Zeke and Tony Pollard in space through the secondary and linebackers being in the optimal position. And those linebackers typically aren't in the optimal position. They're, they're typically not where they always need to be on these lateral runs. And I'm afraid we're going to see something very similar in this game. Yeah, definitely. And in different ways, the Cowboys running backs pose a very tough matchup for the Giants. With Elliott, with Zeke, it is just a pure power mismatch. The Giants do love to bring DBs up into the the second level, use them as pseudo linebackers. They love those big nickel. They love the dime sets. And... Ezekiel Elliott, it's just tough for a defensive back to bring down. Even if you've got guys like Darnay Holmes, Julian Love, who are good run defenders, they're hard hitters, but they're still giving up 20, 30 pounds to Elliott. And he has, he always had runs with a very good leverage. He's not the running back he used to be. The 
Cowboys using him as a workhorse, I think, has worn him down. And Tony Pollard is clearly the more dangerous running back. And he is a very distinct threat to the Giants linebackers because he is just faster than any of them, really. And he is he has great vision. He's able to get the angle. And if or when the Giants linebackers are out of position, he is just going to turn that into space. And speaking on Zeke, too, you spoke on his power, but he also had his longest run up until that point since, I think, before 2020 against the Giants on that 27-yard run, Chris, that came on a third and 12. We know Wink Martindale likes to just stack the line of scrimmage with bodies and bring the blitz from a variety of different locations. But when he attempted to do that on this third and 12, the Cowboys came out in a pistol halfback pitch to the field side with those reduced splits that we were talking about. And all of the guys who were up on the line of scrimmage for the Giants, all eight of them, they all got pinned and washed down the line of scrimmage with Tyron Smith kicking into space against poor old Dane Belton, who got just obliterated in his second career game at that point because he missed week one. <laughs> it went 27 yards. And when Ezekiel Elliott is rushing for 27 yards on your defense running laterally, what is Tony Pollard going to do? <laughs> like, what is the capability of what Tony Pollard can do, which we saw in that game as well on that weak side run where Austin Kalitra got pinned by Jason Peters, resulting in a really long gain from one of the more explosive running backs in the National Football League. Yeah, and explosive running backs really have been one of the Giants' Achilles heel this season. They've done reasonably well against power backs. You know, started off with uh, King Henry in week one, and we even saw it up through uh, Damian Pierce with with the Houston Texans, where other than one long run, they pretty much held him in check. But it's been those explosive guys, the guys who are quick, who can ex- who can exploit bad angles and then explode upfield. Those are the players, the the runners who have really, really hurt the Giants on defense. And I think what really scares me, looking ahead to this game, is the potential for Dallas to set up a pick your poison offense, where they have Dak Prescott throwing downfield and throwing to C.D. Lamb and Noah Brown and Michael Gallup, using Gallup's speed to create space underneath for Lamb and Brown or Tony or Dalton Schultz. And then the Giants not being able to play downhill against this running game, at which point they're really stuck between a rock and a hard place, kind of a no-man's land. They have to figure out a way to stop this run and then get after Dak Prescott. And that's going to be very difficult for this team, especially with a team who runs power gap so successfully, because that's who the Giants struggle against. Anytime they have eye candy and and pulling linemen counter type of runs, pin pull concepts, Giants really struggle to defend that. And you know what? This lack of continuity in the defense right now due to all these injuries is a big reason why this team is is kind of falling apart on the back end, I, I think, or has potential to fall apart on the back end because we love Julian Love. <laughs> I think he is a I think he's a fantastic player, but he had to assume a role that Xavier McKinney assumed, which means there's going to be somebody playing more snaps for him. And now you're splitting snaps between Pinnock, who has a broken jaw, and Dane Belton because there's no Xavier McKinney, right? Cordell Flott, McLeod, Darnay Holmes. That's looking like it's your cornerback situation. I still think the lack of Aziz Ojolari is having a huge impact on this defense because if you watch the film, man, people are complaining about Kayvon Thibodeau not getting sacks. And yeah, I want him to win more one-on-one matchups, and, and I agree with all that. But there are a lot of times where tight ends are staying over the top of him, and they're chipping him, and he's getting double teamed. 
because there's no respect for O'Shane Zimenez, no respect for Jahad Ward. So this team might struggle to, to, to get pressure on Dak Prescott without some of these key players. And that's going to result in these younger players possibly getting exploited down the football field because you have so many injuries in your secondary right now. Yeah. This defense wants to run from the back end forwards. They want to use the secondary to facilitate all the things they do at the second level and at the line of scrimmage. They want to use aggressive man coverage. They want to use coverage rotations. They want want to do all of the things we saw Wink Martindale do early in the season to confuse and frustrate opposing offenses. But with the injuries the Giants have had, and also there's just a growing amount of tape on them. Their their tendencies are becoming known. Yeah, the Giants, I think, are going to have to rely on their defensive line to win this game defensively. And, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do that. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, those guys are great. Kayvon Thibodeau, the production isn't there just yet. I think that might come maybe in year two, but you can see he has an effect. We've seen him have an impact late in games, knocking down passes, forcing fumbles, drawing holding calls. And I think the Giants are going to need those three guys in particular to step up and just straight dominate their matchups. Otherwise, Dallas is going to be able to put way too much pressure on the Giants' secondary. And when you have a an injured secondary with the pass rush not getting home, that's when those blitz schemes can just shatter. And you are going to see explosive plays from an offense that has explosive play capability. You're right, though. It's going to come down to Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams against Tyler Biotis, Zach Martin, Connor McGovern, Tyler Smith. I mean, this is a good offensive line that that Dallas has. I think we're hoping to see Dexter Lawrence dominate his matchup against Tyler Biotis. It's a very winnable matchup, even though Biotis is a is a respectable NFL player. But but even so, man, it's it's going it's going to be a tall task, and I, I hope the Giants are up for it. We're going to need. The New York Giants are going to need a lot of those younger players to kind of step up. But Chris, do you have anything else on the offense before we transition to the defense? You know, I, I think from football perspective, I'm looking forward to watching the Dallas offense because I do like Dak Prescott and I do like Kellen Moore. I a part of me is actually kind of hoping Kellen Moore puts together just a masterful game plan because there are coaching positions becoming available. And I would very much like to see <laughs> Kellen Moore no longer be the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, maybe maybe roll, roll over to uh, Carolina and be their new head coach. Yeah, go over there to Carolina. You're right, especially after week three when, when Kellen Moore really out-schemed Wink Martindale and won that chess match, resulting in a win for Dallas. But before we get to this... Really scary. Dallas defense, Chris. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Chris, the Dallas defense, where to start here? We could talk about Micah Parsons. We could discuss Trevon Diggs, the secondary, Dan Quinn, how he's evolved his defense. But I think we should more than likely start with, can the Dallas Cowboys stop the run? Because we know the New York Giants game plan is to run the football and get Saquon Barkley going. So do you think Dallas can stop the run and stop Saquon Barkley? Um, can they? Yes. Will they? I don't know. And you know, just looking over the last couple of weeks, the Packers were able to hang a pretty darn good running day on them. But then the Vikings... Again, the, the game flow went against using the run. But still, stopping or controlling the Vikings running game with Dalvin Cook, with that offensive line that they have there, that is that is a pretty good performance to be able to do that. So I think Dallas has the potential to stop the Giants running game. They've got a very fast defense. They've got a defense that is very good at shooting gaps and disrupting runs in the backfield. They've got enough speed at linebacker where they can rally to the ball. And all of those things have been kind of, they have been the Giants kryptonite as long as the opposing defense stays disciplined. Now, I don't know if the, if the Cowboys defense will stay disciplined or if they will take the cheese that is the Giants pre-snap motion, if they'll bite on mesh concepts and, or sorry, mesh points, Mesh concept is something different and just concentrate myopically on Saquon Barkley and let Daniel Jones run on them or if they will stay home and be disciplined. You know, right now, I don't know if that's going to happen. Because we saw Daniel Jones. He ended up rushing for 79 yards against Dallas and it was on national television. Everyone was like, wow, this kid's tough because he was just getting beat up and battered. But it was one of the primary ways this offense was able to matriculate the football down the field was via Daniel Jones's legs, and also a quick passing attack that featured Daniel Bellinger, who had four catches for 40 yards with that 20-yard long, built off of the RPO. So you go into the mesh point with Saquon Barkley, you have two routes to the left. If the defenders sink to the routes, then you just take it yourself, Daniel Jones, kind of putting half the field in conflict. And if you look at Dallas's numbers, their defense is excellent. They're the best defense, pass defense. They have the most sacks in the NFL, but they allow 136 rushing yards per game. And that is 26th out of 32 right now. So can Saquon Barkley get going? I think it's going to be difficult with the Giants shuffling up their offensive line because of, you know, injuries. But that's going to be the primary path to victory is just getting the football to Saquon Barkley, number 26. That's not a surprise, right? But how do you feel 
firstly about Trevon Diggs. How, how dangerous is this individual who had 11 interceptions last year, and he's still coming up with interceptions, had one against the New York Giants back in week three. Do you think the Dallas Cowboys might try to use him to shadow Darius Slayton, who is seemingly one of the New York Giants only explosive playmakers at the wide receiver position now with Wandell Robinson suffering a torn ACL? Yeah, uh, Diggs definitely is a, a guy you have to respect out there. You know, he had that one interception back in week three. He almost had two more where he was able to read Daniel Jones's eyes and try to jump the route. Now, it didn't work out for him. You know, both I believe both of those uh, plays where he jumped the route turned into receptions for the Giants. But... That is Diggs's game. He is a ball hawk. He is going to attack the ball all of the time, which creates opportunities for big plays if you're able to fit it in. But I think the amount that he scares me is direction is directly proportional to the amount the Giants are throwing the ball. If they're able to keep the game relatively close, if they're not forced out of their game plan of run first, run second, run some more, and if you really have to throw a pass or two, if this game winds up being like the Seattle game or this game against the lions, which coincidentally two defenses that were at the time, absolutely terrible against the run, but managed to shut down the giants running game for the most part. Yeah. If the Cowboys are able to dictate the flow of the game with their offense, the way they did against Minnesota, then I think Diggs gets to be a lot more formidable a defender because he's going to have that many more options or sorry, that many more opportunities to jump passes, to make plays on the football. And that I think is when he's at his most dangerous. Dangerous he is. And one note on how Detroit was able to really just stifle the New York Giants rushing attack was just slanting defensive linemen. Just seemed like to me, Chris, not to deviate too much from the Dallas Cowboys, but it just seemed like to me the Detroit Lions would slant and the Giants offensive line, for whatever reason, just couldn't get on the same page with each other off their double teams and climb. And that just resulted in so many guys just being right in Saquon Barkley's lap. It reminded me of 2019 when Saquon Barkley had no rushing room and and the football would be handed off to this poor guy. And he had like two guys behind the line of scrimmage right in his face. It was a, it was a rough game, the, the Detroit game. But one thing about this Dallas defensive line, this Dallas defensive front, obviously Micah Parsons, right? He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. But they have a slew of dangerous, quick pass rushers who can slant, who can use their explosiveness and burst to get off the line of scrimmage and challenge the New York Giants who don't have the best offensive line in terms of pass protection? No, it is. Well, for one thing, we don't even know what the Giants offensive line is going to look like right now. I mean, we're pretty sure Andrew Thomas will be the starting left tackle. He <laughs> didn't practice on, I believe it was Tuesday, he had an illness. Hopefully he will be over that by the time this game rolls around. But, yeah, the... Uh, sorry. At left guard, both Joshua Zudu and Shane Lemieux were both not practicing with injuries. You've got uh, John Feliciano didn't practice. 
Evan Neal and Tyre Phillips at right tackle, they are both limited in practice. We could see an offensive line that goes Andrew Thomas, Devery Hamilton, Nick Gates, Mark Lewinsky, and then Matt Peart out there at right tackle. And going against the, I would say, best pass rushing defense in the NFL with Micah Parsons, with Demarcus Lawrence, with Osa Digazua up in the middle, and all, really all of the the pass rushers Dallas is able to bring to bear with the pressure from their offense. It's again, I, I, I hate to sound so negative, but this is another potentially scary matchup for the Giants. It is. And Micah Parsons, I mean, this is somebody who already has, I believe, double-digit sacks, at least from pro football focus's standpoint. He has 10 sacks, over 40 pressures. He's taking games over. I think he had like one pressure against Green Bay, and he just had like nine or 10 against Minnesota. Like this, this is the type of individual that you have to game plan around, and he could just absolutely wreck your game. And you have other players on this defensive front. You mentioned Demarcus Lawrence. For whatever reason, Demarcus Lawrence always plays like Superman against the New York Giants, I feel like. Man, this guy's always having his best game. Sam Williams is a really annoying type of rookie from Ole Miss who is very physical. And he also is somebody who can win one-on-one matchups along with Dorrance Armstrong, who is very quick. So it's, it's a scary front. They have Dante Fowler Jr., like players like that, to go up against this New York Giants offensive line that, as you said, has a lot of injuries, and we're still uncertain on who is going to end up playing. So, Chris, I just got to ask you, what do you think? I know it's going to go through Saquon Barkley, but what do you think the best strategy is to, to stop this vaunted pass rush i mean it has to be just establish the run with saquon barkley to allow the play action attack to thrive but that's something man that it's going to be difficult on the road on a short week with the amount of injuries the giants suffered yeah i think the really the giants game plan is kind of going to be almost has to be more of the same what they have done all year because they have really schemed all year to try to slow down opposing pass rushers to get the ball to Saquon Barkley to work off of play action, use those mesh points, bootleg rollouts to get Daniel Jones away from pass rushers, use RPOs to get the ball out quickly. I think we there's a decent chance we could see a fair amount of screens, maybe even play action and then throw the ball to Saquon off of those screens because right now the Giants are down to Saquon Barkley and Darius Slayton as their big threats on offense. I mean, Maybe Kenny Galladay can be a possession receiver for them. You know, we saw him make a couple catches against the Lions. But again, the the Lions defense and the Cowboys defense are kind of, they're, they're different animals out there. And I think Dallas is going to be getting a lot more pressure and a lot more pressure quickly on Daniel Jones than against, than the Lions were able to. So I, I think we are going to see a very familiar offensive scheme from the Giants. And I would be surprised if we don't see read option with Barkley and Jones again this week. But hopefully Daniel Jones will be able to remain healthy. Yeah, he did get dinged up, I believe, at the end of that week three matchup. It was just a really tough game by him. But I would love to get Saquon Barkley going as a receiver as well, Chris. I mean, he had four targets had 45 yards, caught four balls against Dallas back in 
week three. And that was, I think, his season high. It's still his season high at this point because he had that 21-yard catch. It's just difficult because you're going to need him in pass protection as well. I'm expecting a lot of those little slip screens, at least two of them, maybe one designed to a tight end like Lawrence Cager or something because they got to figure out a way to slow down that pass rush and have them respect another element of their game. Hopefully that's the rushing attack, but if not that, the screen game or Daniel Jones's leg, I think that's imperative to the victory here because Aleem McNeil, somebody who's I think career high pressures before playing the New York Giants was four. And then in this season, other than that game where he had four pressures, the highest pressures he had was one dude had 10 pressures against the New York Giants. And now you're going up against this defensive front. The Giants are going to really need to figure out a way to slow down that pass rush. But Chris, do you have anything else before we get out of here? Uh, Yeah. One thing I've just with you talking about how the Giants are going to need Barkley for pass protection, but also he is their probably their most explosive weapon. I do wonder if we might see more 12 personnel packages from the Giants. See them use Lawrence Cager and uh, Chris Myrick out there, or maybe 21 personnel, those pony packages. We see them trot out every once in a while, uh, no pun intended, with <laughs> nice Saquon point. Barkley and Matt Breida, or... Maybe we will see some of those, well, if they have enough healthy bodies, super jumbo off, super jumbo packages with multiple, multiple offensive linemen and just try to clog the middle with bodies to buy as much time and room for the rest of the offense as possible. The 21 personnel call I really like. I think we should see a little bit more Matt Breida, and it shouldn't be in lieu of Saquon Barkley, because I just think Matt Breida, every time his number has been called this year, he has answered. You know, He has rung the bell, so that's some, that's a call that I do like. And one other thing, too, man, just because you brought up the, the big personnel packages, when we go back to that week three game, like Daniel Bellinger, he was such a pivotal part of, of the Giants game plan because of the 12 personnel, and the 13 personnel, the Giants would roll out and then work their play action pass off of that. Whenever the Giants do come out in six, seven offensive linemen, they, they lose that element of it. The element of attack or forcing the defense to overcommit to the run and then beating them with the play action pass. And that's just one thing that I've noticed over the last couple games, whenever the giants do roll out the jumbo offensive line packages, I like the jumbo offensive line packages physical. It's Hey, we're going to run the football and you can't stop us. But earlier in the season, when the giants would come out, you know, 12, 13 personnel, but that same type of formation, they just beat so many teams through the air with just quick, efficient play action, bootleg passes to Daniel Bellinger and Chris Myrick and all of these players. And it's just, one of those things, man, where I'm just waiting to get a, a player like Daniel Bellinger back, who is a rookie, mind you, which says something about this this uh, offense and their lack of explosive weapons. Yeah, it really does. But, you know, we do know Andrew Thomas has decent hands. He can catch the ball. Maybe use him <laughs> as a uh, as a tackle eligible on those. Get, get him running on a uh, on a bootleg rollout. Yes, I would love to see that. Another touchdown for Andrew Thomas. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show to preview this upcoming matchup between the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Please like, subscribe, and comment to this podcast and head on over to BigBlueView.com where we have all of our written content. We will be covering this game extensively. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, your turkey, or whatever you guys are eating, and take care of each other. Be well, everyone. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. 
You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.